Thanks for tuning in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel, along with streaming on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please be sure to search for America Out Loud. In addition to that, we're available on AmericaOutloud.news, which has thousands of podcasts and articles updated daily. And we always appreciate it when you share those on social media got a lot to talk about tonight the crime is once again on the rise you look at the lawlessness and what these criminals are getting away with uh it's pretty unbelievable uh you know gavin newsom recently told a story about how he went to a store in california and a guy was stealing the employees didn't stop him and gavin newsom said hey why didn't you stop that guy that was stealing stuff and the employee said well it's because the governor loosened the restrictions on theft and uh he doesn't get prosecuted anyways which is true you don't get uh charged really unless if you steal over 900 dollars worth of stuff in california so gavin newsom gets into it with this employee says that's not true that's not true. Uh, finally, the guy realizes it's Gavin Newsom. Says that Gavin Newsom claims the guy wanted pictures. And then Gavin Newsom said, no, I'm not taking pictures with you. I want to speak to your manager. And then Gavin Newsom had the nerve to complain that he had to pay for his items. But the thieves just walked out of the store without paying for theirs. It's like these people are completely delusional. He told that story and it just shows you the lawlessness in California and he thought it was actually a story that would make him look good. I mean, this is how backwards and delusional these people are. And uh, what we've seen in New York City recently is just an absolute disgrace. Police officers being beaten by illegal immigrants and then that video of them flipping off the cameras. Uh, The Trump administration needs to play that on loop up until the election saying this is joe biden's america this is who he wants in our country and you better believe it the biden administration hated seeing that uh even rabid leftists are speaking out against these illegals being released uh it's just unfathomable rob that this is what's going on in our society in a great city like new york city uh, the law has just been turned upside down and is completely backwards now. You're right, Andrew. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in tonight. Uh, lawlessness is running rampant across the country, and Republicans definitely can benefit off this. I know that you have a lot of commentators, you have a lot of poll watchers that are saying, oh, no, voters want more. We got to talk about the economy. We got to talk about Jan 6. No, voters are concerned about their livelihood, they're concerned about the increase the uptick in crime that we see everywhere in every major city. And of course, these major cities have Democrat mayors at the helm, Democrat district of attorneys funded by George Soros. Now, you were mentioning Gavin Newsom and him trying to talk to the people of the store, the workers, and chastise them for not stopping a person who was shoplifting. Well, did he just wake up and realize this is happening in his state where he's the governor? Did he just wake up to realize that the district of attorney, George Gascon, signed into law and made a creed that you cannot arrest anyone if the total that they're uh, shoplifting is 900 or less? We see 
pictures of people stealing nonstop different stores in California. Companies have left California. Stores are shutting down. In San Francisco, there is a mall. It's a very famous mall that Bree London, or what London Bree, the mayor, said that she's now that the companies have lost, have left, the stores have left, she's going to consider opening up and converting it to a homeless shelter. I mean, this is happening here in America. We have our own homeless. Go ahead, Andrew. I said, I was going to say, it's going to be a homeless shelter a couple hundred million dollars later with the way that they spend money. Oh, yeah. And I mean, look at New York City. We're planning on spending, I think, $53 million or billion to give homeless people cards so that they can get food. And then they're trying to tell people this is a lot cheaper than what we're doing now. Now, look at how they're running to give all these people money that don't belong here. Don't pay taxes, but we're just giving them freebies. Well, why is it? Well, it's by design. And as Elon Musk said recently, he believes that the Biden administration is doing this purposefully. Of course, Barack Obama started it. Well, what do you mean they're doing it purposefully? Because they're thinking the more people we have coming here, if we keep giving to them, they will forever be indebted to us. They will remember that we gave this to them, and then they will vote Democrat. Now, some of you are saying, but they can't vote. They're illegal. Well, they can't vote. They're not supposed to vote. But look at California. Gavin Newsom has said that they can vote in local elections. Yeah, and they claim that the great replacement theory was some kind of big conspiracy theory. But you see what's going on now. And as we've mentioned in a previous show, the amount of illegals that came in is bigger than the population of a handful of states in America just in Joe Biden's term. I mean, it's pretty hard to deny at this point that uh, they are bringing in these illegals, and it's got to be intentional. It is intentional. It's all by design. And going back to the illegal aliens, I know a lot of people don't like that, but illegal aliens that decided to jump police officers here in New York City, word is, is that these four men, four men, Army age men could possibly be in the army, have a reputation of shoplifting, pocket picking, and then they take their gains and they go to Florida and sell it and spend it, but then come back to New York to commit more crimes. And then one of them said, Well, the reason why we do it, because in Florida, we'll get arrested, we'll get thrown in jail. But in New York City, look at what happened to them. They arrested them and then they let them out. This is compliments of Alvin Bragg. Arrest them and let them out, but he's going to go after Donald Trump, he and Letitia James. Letitia James, and I mentioned this before on our show, as the attorney general, it is her responsibility to protect the innocent, to protect those who can't protect themselves against big businesses, against the government. But instead, she's trying to go after a billionaire and steal his money from him because she's mad that she can't make that money or her family was unable to make that money. So now she wants to go after him. And that is the reason why a lot of people here that are deep pockets are moving to Florida and they're taking with them their tax dollars. So New York City will go bankrupt. Although they keep coming up with all these plans to give to the illegals, we will eventually go bankrupt. So just imagine these men who beat up the cops said that we'll take the gains and we'll go to Florida and sell it, but then we'll leave Florida because we don't want to get arrested, which is what they did, came here, beat up the cops, they were arrested, and then let loose. 
And they're now traveling all over the United States because you know what else? They don't have to have ID. They can go up to an airport. I don't know where they get the money from. I don't know how George Soros, because we know George Soros is linked to all this. I don't know how he's getting the money to these individuals, but he or his son, they're getting the money cards so that they can get on a bus, they can get on an airplane and fly anywhere within the continental United States and spread their criminal behavior, their criminal activity. And you want to tell me that this isn't a talking point for Republicans? You want to tell me, as you mentioned, Andrew, you can't run that on a loop over and over again? If I were Trump handlers, if I was in Trump's camp, I would say, let's go after this. I know Trump likes to talk about how he's being persecuted, but I would tell him, put that on pause right now and focus on Joe Biden and what he's doing to the country. And then you will win suburban moms. Which was happening to you is unfortunate, and we will talk about that. But you need to focus on getting back in the White House, and in order to do so, you need to constantly talk about what Joe Biden is doing to the country with these illegals, with bad behavior, criminal activity. Criminal activity is on the uptick, and this all started – the genesis, Andrew, goes all the way back to George Floyd, who's not a saint. George Floyd was a two-bit criminal. He lost his life. It's unfortunate, but things started to unravel with George Floyd. Now, they know that it makes absolutely no sense. They know that George Floyd was a criminal, but they played on the emotions of the American public to say, defund the police. Look at Cori Bush. She was one of the big leaders of defund the police, and then she's going out and getting private security, albeit she was paying a security firm but I think her husband was linked to, and he has no background in security, but that's just a way of getting him money. Just like Fast Fanny was giving her boyfriend money. It's all connected. It's just a cesspool and it stinks. So what we have here, we have illegals that are coming here committing crimes. And then we have also, here's the other end of it, Andrew, the other prong of it. We have Americans, and I hate saying this, but we have to speak truth to power. We have those who are on the lower spectrum of the economic pole, both black, white, Hispanics, or whatnot, that are committing criminal activity because they know they'll get away with it. But mainly we see this in the black community. Look at what happened in D.C. D.C. is predominantly black. Let's just be honest. It's predominantly black. It is now regaining its title of the murder capital of the world next to New Orleans, next to Detroit. But now D.C. wants to reclaim it, compliments of the black liberal female mayor, Muriel Browser. Why do they keep voting her into office? She's not trying to help them. She's not going to help them. She's now telling people, this is what I would advise you to do if you're in your car. Don't leave it running. Make certain that you lock the doors when you're inside. Try to go home before it gets dark. Wait a minute. I'm an American citizen. I should be able to go wander about as I feel pleased. But she's telling you you can't do it. You know why? Because the criminal element will be out there to get you. Remember, I think about two years ago, there were two, three black young girls who killed an Indian man. He was an Uber driver. Beat the pulp out of him or beat him to a pulp. I don't, I don't remember if they got jail time or not. But now, fast forward, you won't get any jail time. Let's look at this here. Former Trump official Mike Gills, 56 years old, was waiting outside of his wife's job to pick her up. You know what? He forgot to lock the door as Muriel Browser had advised him. 
because unfortunately, Artel Cunningham, a 28-year-old black man, jumped in the car and shot him. He then left the scene of there, went to another location and shot a man and killed the man. He then left there and went to another location and shot another person who's in the hospital. Now, when he shot Mike Gills, Mike Gills didn't die right away. His wife came outside of her office and saw him on the sidewalk, collapsed. They rushed him to the hospital. Mm. Some days later, he's now dead. A 56-year-old man leaving behind three children, Andrew. And how many times was this criminal probably in and out of jail in the months and years leading up to this? Uh, This never should have happened. I'm sure this guy should have already been locked up and in prison. But because of these loose criminal justice laws, he was on the streets able to kill this innocent man and take him away from his family. Just He has a record, this guy, Artel Cunningham, a record of misbehaving, a record I say misbehaving. I mean, I'm being very generous at that. But he has a long list of bad behavior, bad deeds, criminal activity out on the streets. Because, you know, again, in D.C., you commit a crime, they'll let you out. And it's almost as if though they're saying, this is your fault. This is the reason why we're letting them out here. Because we're not going to lock them up because of racism, because they don't have the means. The same thing they said about George Floyd. If George Floyd had just had the opportunity, he wouldn't have went down a life of criminal activity. Well, George Floyd had every opportunity, just like his brothers. We don't see his brothers so far that I can see committing crimes, going and putting a gun, stomach of a pregnant woman, trying to be a porn star. No, this was George Floyd's problem. No, as a result, George Floyd is dead. He was killed. Like I said, it's an unfortunate situation, but then the family gets $147 million. For what? George Floyd wasn't worth $147 million. He was barely worth $20,000. So why are you going to give them a worth of $147 million? Well, this is to keep them coming back to the Democrat Party. It buys a loyalty for the Democrat Party. So that family will forever vote Democrat because of that. The same thing with Eric Garner, who lost his life here in New York City. His family got, I think, $60 million, and then they were mad about that. So they will forever be at the foot of the Democrat Party because they gave us all this money. It's another form of reparation, just in case you guys didn't realize that. But see, this is, what, this is how the Democrats operate. They allow these criminal elements to exist in our community. You are afraid. You're afraid to go out. You're afraid to speak out because you don't know if they will turn on you. Look at our Supreme Court justice. Look at how they were harassed after they came out with the verdict or the, uh, the ruling on abortion. They didn't end abortion. They just sent it back to the states. Now, you would think Democrats would be okay with that. They just sent it back to the states. That was it. They were saying that we shouldn't be in this business. Let the states decide. As a result, what did they do? Oh, we're going to harass them. We're going to go to their homes. We're going to stand outside. We're going to threaten them. We're going to say all these cruel things. No one gets arrested. Merrick Garland looks the other way. The media doesn't harp on him and say, what is this man doing? This is illegal. There's a statute to say you can't do it. You cannot stand outside of a Supreme Court justice's home and intimidate him. Remember, there was one guy coming from California planning on killing Brett Kavanaugh. Now, they arrested him. I think he's in jail somewhere. 
But more of that will be happening. And that's the reason why people won't speak up about the criminal activities in their neighborhood. They're afraid. And when they do speak up, Andrew, the media will not give them a platform. The media will shut them down. And it's wrong. We need to be aware of our surroundings. We need to know who is living in our neighborhoods and why are they dumping these illegals in our neighborhoods who have records of criminal activity. Yeah, not only will the media shut them down, these liberal district attorneys will let them out of jail if they try and turn in uh, people who are robbing them or beating on them. Before we go to break, let me introduce another incident. A black male at the University of Cincinnati, uh, Christopher Campbell, if anyone wants to look this up, um, last year he tried uh, dragging a white woman into his dorm room Ended up beating her up, punching her in the face several times, blooding her nose and her lip. Uh, he couldn't drag her into the dorm room because another white woman uh, seen what was going on and tried interfering. He ended up beating her up as well. Cops came. He tried running from the police. They finally caught the guy, and then he started biting the police officers, resisting arrest, spitting on him. All of this... Uh, And then this criminal, Christopher Campbell, ended up serving two days in jail for all of this, for beating up two white women, for biting police officers, resisting arrest. Uh, This is just happening all over America. Cincinnati's got Democrat Mayor Aftab Perival. So even in these red states, uh, we're seeing Democrat mayors infiltrate the uh, the, uh, big cities and uh, nobody's safe. I would not feel safe sending my kids away for college in one of these blue cities right now because these girls, they thought they did everything right. They turned this guy into the police, and two days later, uh, he's out with no further charges. Um, it's just absolutely pathetic. You're tuned into After Dark with Rob and Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel, streaming Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Rob and Andrew. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. You've all heard Dr. McCullough and others share over and over the value of keeping your sinuses cleansed. It's a smart move all year, but even more so when we're cooped up inside. It's not really open for debate any longer. Those that live smart and live well pay attention to nasal and oral hygiene. Cofix RX has just the tools for the job with our nasal and throat cleanse. Click the Cofix RX banner on AmericaOutloud.shop to get 20% off your entire order. 
That's right, AmericaOutloud.shop. Use coupon code OUTLOUD. That's coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off your entire order. Use CofixRx because it works. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. We are back here on After Dark with Robin Andrew, and as I mentioned before the break about this Christopher Campbell from the University of Cincinnati that beat up these two white women after trying to drag one into his room. I said he got two days in jail. Well, he got five charges, and he got two days for each charge, so he ended up getting 10 days in jail and uh, five years of community probation. So a uh, total slap on the wrist. This criminal like this should be thrown in jail for several years, lock them away. We don't need people like this coming back into our society. Yet the Democrats, to them, this is a way of rehabbing people. They think this is good. They think this is benefiting the black community or uh, the Hispanic community by letting these people back onto the streets. It's not. It's making our communities dangerous. And uh, as I said, Rob, I don't know about you. I know you've got two kids. I wouldn't feel good about sending them away uh, in one of these Democrat cities to go to college anymore uh, because it's just not safe. It is a, it's not safe, especially here in New York City, when you, at one point you you could walk the streets and feel completely safe. I mean, sometimes I would walk the street like midnight at 1 a.m. in the morning. That was prior to de Blasio coming into office. You know, and I just marvel at when he ran, people knew what he was about. They knew that he was going to destroy the makeup of the city. I mean, these people, they see something that's well-oiled and is running perfectly, and they get mad at it, and they want to destroy it, which is the case with New York City and de Blasio. He served two terms, and in both terms, he destroyed this city. And then the last term was when George Floyd, the whole George Floyd, I remember, get the summer of 2020. Was it 2020, 2022 when, when COVID hit? And this is when all this stuff just started to unravel, just started to unravel, ripped, whipped at the seams. And we sat there and we watched and they made all these excuses as to, well, we've got to do this because of inequity, because of diversity, because of this. No, no, absolutely not. But see, this is what they were waiting for. They were lying and wait, waiting for this. And now we have this criminal activity all around us. Remember the whole thing with stop and frisk. I remember they tried to get uh, Mike Bloomberg when he was running for the presidency. Thank God he didn't win. And they attacked him on stop and frisk. And they were saying, well, do you think you made a mistake? And do you think, no, I think he didn't make a mistake, but he had to go ahead and say, yeah, I made a mistake. Stop and frisk. It's in the worst neighborhoods in New York City. And unfortunately, it's the black neighborhoods. If they see you, if you look suspicious, you were doing something, then they would stop you and frisk you. But then you have the people who were actually doing the wrong saying, oh, that's not fair. You, we shouldn't do this. Then, of course, the politicians jumped on board. So we got to stop it. So they stopped it. And then the crime went up. Whereas the innocent people in those neighborhoods were saying, no, we wish that could have stayed because our neighborhoods were a lot better. When Giuliani was in office, black neighborhoods become, became safe. You had places like Bed-Stuy that were horrible places to live property value went up because they kicked off the right. criminal activity. And I believe in uh, correlations and 
things coming together. Like I've said on the show before, I believe once we legalized gay marriage, that gave the LGBTQIA uh, community the green light to just go ahead and push all their craziness among us, regardless what you think of gay marriage. They take a, a minor thing and turn it into something uh, major try and run with it as much as they can and we're seeing the same thing with crime in uh, these big cities where um, they're just not holding people accountable for anything and uh, it seems to me like it correlates with the legalization of marijuana it's just one of the many things that democrats have done to where people feel like oh well i can just break the law it doesn't matter anymore i mean um whatever people if they want to smoke marijuana it is what it is but it just seems like another thing uh of lawlessness where people uh, just feel entitled to disrespect police you see it all the time now uh when a car reeks of marijuana police officer wants to search it and uh people are saying oh it's not against the law you can't do that they don't even understand that you can't drive around smoking weed i mean uh the crim the criminal justice system's just been turned totally backwards totally backwards the lines are blurred people think they can do whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it and again look at who's who suffers children or innocent children and in this instance with the whole marijuana Black children in these poor neighborhoods because their families will sit there and smoke it while these kids are trying to sleep. And then these kids go to school with the contact high. I remember when they were trying to push marijuana. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. And I remember this knucklehead, Sanjay Gupta from fake news CNN. He was against it. And then they paid him off. Then he said, oh, no, it has its medicinal values. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying that it doesn't. But using it as a recreational drug? No, it can't. You got people trying to push psychedelics. It's like, just, just throw it all out. Let's do whatever. Who cares? Let's do whatever. And then the society starts to crumble. Look at the fentanyl that's coming across the border. And it's coming to black neighborhoods. And black people are tired. They're fed up. They're saying, we're not going to take this anymore. But will, that, will they take that anger and frustration to the polls? Or will Joe Biden give them another freebie, compliments of Barack Obama, saying, give them this and they'll forget all about it. And then when it's time to vote, they will vote in Biden again and again. And that's the reason why he wants all these illegals here, as Elon Musk is saying. Because we'll give them something. They'll keep voting for us. And as I said, during the first block, do not doubt do not doubt for a minute that they will not find a way to allow these illegals to vote. And if I were an American, I would stand up and say, absolutely not. If I were black people, I'm a black man. Black people should stand up and say, no, wait, no, uh-uh. Look at how hard we had to fight to vote. It's a right, not a privilege. Okay. And now you want to just give it to them? Oh, it's a privilege. Here, just take it. No, no, absolutely not. You're not an American. You don't get to vote here. What would you do? You vote and say, oh, let in more illegals, let in more crime. Again, look at, look at these illegals. Look at what they did to the police officers. Beat them to a pulp. They were locked up and then let go. Black people, how many of you in the past, your loved ones, committed a crime and they threw the key at them, threw the book at them, they never got out? Whereas an illegal, oh, they can get out, they can roam the streets, they can do whatever, they can just party, party, party. These white soccer moms, suburban moms who don't like Donald Trump because of his mean tweets. Well, it's something else coming down that's going to be a lot worse than his mean tweets. When you, your daughter, your mom, and your sisters, and your friends are raped by these illegals, and they let them go, and then they'll come back to your neighborhood knocking on the door saying, hi, how are you? It's coming. It is coming. Do not doubt me. It is coming. Meanwhile, when you have a hero like Daniel Penny, who tries to stand up 
and protect his fellow passengers on a train in New York City from a wild man, Jordan Neely, who, in my opinion, is life. I mean, all life matters, but my God, he was threatening to take a life. So I'd rather his life be taken than my life. But Daniel Penny tried to subdue the man. Daniel Penny and two other men, one of them happened to be a black man, one was Hispanic, but you don't hear about them. You only hear about Daniel Penny because Daniel Penny is a white man, and we've got to go after the white man. So what is Alvin Bragg doing? Oh, we're going to go after him, the full extent of the law, but we're going to let loose the illegals that came here and beat up police. We're going to let them go. But Daniel Penny, no, we've got we to prosecute him to the full extent of the law. And because we know this is a liberal New York City, more than likely we're going to get a guilty verdict. You can't win for losing. We've got to stop voting for these people. We've got to stop feeling for, sorry for them. We've got to stop saying, oh, well, it's a black man's time. It's a white, black woman's time. Nope, nope, nope. We need the most qualified person. And something else I always pre uh, present to you, that in many of these instances, as you mentioned during the first block, Andrew, it might be in a red state, but the city itself is blue. And I hear a lot of people trying to make that argument. Oh, yeah, but it happened in a red state. Yeah, but a closer observation, you will see red state, but the local government is blue. We've got to wake up and face the facts that Democrats mean us no good. They want to destroy the country. They are destroying the infrastructure. There is no reason whatsoever that Mike Gills should not be with us today. Absolutely no reason at all. And if I was his wife, I would sue the government. I would sue Muriel Browser. I would sue the police department. I would sue the district of attorney. I would sue them all. But then she's in a liberal city. Will it get anywhere? Because Katanji, what's her name? Uh, Judge Tanya Shutkin, she's too busy trying to go after Trump. So she can't see crime like this. Her head is so far up in the, in the sky that she can't see this. She doesn't want to be bothered with this. But if I still, if I was his wife, I would sue. I would absolutely sue. Anyone who has lost a loved one at the hands of an illegal alien, anyone who has lost a loved one because of these flawed policies of these district of attorneys who swear allegiance to George Soros, I would sue. I would even sue George Soros. But see, what has to happen, Andrew, is that you have to have the money. We need some deep pocket conservatives or independents who see what's happening and love the country and are willing to put up the money and say, nope, we're going to fight fire with fire. Look at E. Jean Carroll. This lawsuit that she put forth would have never gone against Trump had the founder of LinkedIn who's a billionaire, not funded her, not had connections to change the law. See, this is how they operate. And I would say to him, if I were black people, I would be mad at him. I would say, you keep talking to us about Black Lives Matter. You keep telling us that you know it's going to be a better day. Why don't you give us some of your billions? Give us your billions because you probably made it. Your family probably made it off the back of my ancestors. Flip the script. They have black people being all emotional with, oh, we're going to do this for you. We're going to do that for you. But in actuality, what they're doing is that they're destroying the black people's neighborhoods with illegals, dumping them in your community. And when they dump them there, they dump fentanyl. When they dump them there, crime goes up because there are no police there to police because they've all said defund the police. We don't need the police. The police are bad. So what are you supposed to do? Stay in your house. Look out the window. Don't say anything because if you do, we're going to come after you. We will come after you. And Andrew, you made the comment during the first block about these district of attorneys of the law, how the law will come against you if you were to speak up. Oh, yeah. They will release these thugs, give them your address, and then they'll come knocking at your door. And then you're terrified. 
And if you call the police, well, the police can't do anything, especially here in New York City, because the city council just passed this crazy law that every time a police stops someone, they need to make a report. Uh, sir, you have a, uh, you know, your light was out. Okay, now you got to write a long report. Oh, how are you, sir? I just stopped to say, how, how are you? Okay, you got to make a long report. What happened to the video cameras? What, why isn't that working? See, this is another way to tie the police up so that they cannot do their jobs. This is another way to tie the police up so that the police will say, you know, I'm not going to even bother with that. I see something is happening. I'm going to look the other way because the only thing it's going to lead to is more work for me and I don't have time for it. This whole thing with defunding the police, now we want to give them more stuff to do as opposed to be, do, to be doing their jobs. And who does it impact? Black people, minorities in these neighborhoods. But we don't see it. We, we just run along with it. And I heard, Andrew, uh, doing the pre-work, we were having a discussion. You said that Al Sharpton was even mad at the Biden administration because of all the illegals. Yeah, but bro, you wanted this. So I don't believe anything that's coming out of your mouth. You wanted this. You knew this would happen. But see, he doesn't care now because he's probably worth $20 million. He can buy a private security guard, and he's above the fray. He doesn't have to worry about it whenever he walks out. He has people that are protecting him, whereas other families don't have that. I mean, here in New York City, Andrew, I was looking in our school system, and they're trying to the, the, like, put kids in like, the different, different districts as to the different schools you can go to. And here and where I live in Manhattan, you have to apply to go to a middle school or a high school. Whereas the other boroughs, you don't have to. You just go to a high school or middle school that's in your neighborhood. But see, they're doing this in Manhattan because they're hoping that if people don't get the high school they want or the, or the middle school they want, because they'll send you like way out of your district, your kid could be waking up at three in the morning to get to school. They're hoping that you'll say, I'm, I give up on this. I'm just going to go to a private school. And if you go to a private school that makes up room for them to dump the illegals so that their kids can go to the public schools. Although your taxpaying dollars are paying for it, they're going to dump their kids there. And of course, nothing will be learned because the only thing they'll do is teach them about diversity and equity. And that's the reason why Trump was saying we need to have charter schools and allow parents to decide what schools their children go to. Take their tax-earned money, my money that I'm using to pay taxes, Give me a voucher, and then I can choose my school. But see, they don't want that. Because see, if you do that, they don't have access to them. They can't teach them about diversity and equity. They can't teach them how the white man is bad and everybody else is good. And black people, you're just down and out, and we got to help you. You see how clever they are? And Republicans sit there, we look at it. Oh, yeah, we'll make a stink about it. But are we actually saying this has got to stop and be serious about it and make people see what's happening? I mean, you look at when we opened up, we talked about all the criminal activity that's take, that has taken place. And this is, this is not even half of it, Andrew. There are so many instances that we could bring up and talk about how people have committed crimes and then they let go. They just serve them with a bench warrant. You look at Chicago, all the illegals that are there, and they've given them bench warrants until like go to 2025. That's when you come in and you're here. And, and the, the other thing I was looking at, I think it was in Chicago that they were closing down schools so that illegals, it was, no, it was not a school, but it was a recreational center, closing it down so that they could house illegals. Like, uh, are, you, are they just going to be there indefinitely? Why are you closing down a recreational center for the neighborhood so the kids can stay off the streets? You're going to close it down to put in illegals. Now, we're not without sympathy. 
yeah, we, you know, we just can't treat them like they're nobodies, but I want to take care of Americans first. So you're going to kick the kids out. The kids have nothing to do, so they're going to get into trouble. An idle mind is the devil's workshop. We know this. Al Sharpton knows this. But see, they don't care because the only thing they're looking at is, that, oh, we're going to get more votes. If we let people commit crimes, we don't say anything, we lock them up and let them out, oh, there'll be another vote for us. And black people say, oh, let's vote for them. George, not George, but Joe Biden, Andrew, just won the primary in South Carolina. Everyone's talking about, it. oh, he won. Oh, see that? It shows you that Joe's back, Joe's back. But this is what they're not telling you. And he won by 96% of the vote. This is what they're not telling you, that the record number of people voting was down considerably. So of the people who voted, not many, just 96% of those votes went to Joe, whereas the other percentage went to someone else. But they want you to believe that everybody in South Carolina, they voted for him. Oh, he's the best. We love him. Let's say only 10 people voted, if that. Oh, that's the 96%. Oh, God, this is beautiful. Because I would submit to you, Andrew, if any black person is still voting for Joe Biden and thinking that he's going to save them, he's their savior, they're fools. And you're signing your own death warrant. You're signing your own prison sentence for your husband, your sons, your daughters, and your uncles and your grandfathers. Joe Biden is not the savior. Joe Biden will get you killed. The same way he's got three soldiers killed. And this is Black History Month. Okay. Joe Biden doesn't care. He's going to make you think he cares. He's going to go to a black church and he's going to pontificate. And he's going to say they're going to put y'all in jail and they're coming after you. Meanwhile, it is the policies of the Democrat Party that's going to put you in jail and is going to sign your death warrant. You better wake up and stop voting for these Democrats because they don't give a damn about you. They're more concerned with criminal activity and illegals coming across the border, Andrew. Yeah, very well said, Rob. You guys are tuned into After Dark with Rob and Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. Also, check out AmericaOutloud.shop for tons of books, supplements, and other great products. Check out AmericaOutloud.shop. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high-stress, on-the-go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart-healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides, with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great-tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. ASEA believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel our very best. Our redox-based products tap into reserves within you to power your personal well-being. Make our breakthrough products an essential step in fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA. We power potential. For exclusive savings, 
Use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today. Now, George Washington once encouraged us to animate and encourage each other and show the whole world that a free man contending for liberty on his own ground is superior to any slavish mercenary on earth. That's exactly what we do, as you'll see when you visit AmericaOutloud.news. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Here on After Dark with Rob and Andrew, we've been talking about crime and illegal immigration. Going to shift gears just a little bit to start off the third half of the show. Uh, I'm sure you guys, many of you saw Nikki Haley appear on Saturday Night Live this past weekend. I thought it was a very embarrassing performance, quite frankly. Of course, they made a joke about her not saying uh, slavery was attributed to the Civil War. In addition to that, uh, she basically went on to say uh, Trump was old once again, trying to act like uh, they don't even know if Biden or Trump will be alive for the 2024 election. Uh, She's just trying to pander to leftists any chance she gets. And I think people are going to see right through it. Uh, Democrats are not going to vote for Nikki Haley. Uh, She keeps posting polls that claim that she'll beat Biden. And the polls are now changing. They've said that Trump would comfortably beat Biden for a long time. Now, all of a sudden, we've seen some new polls coming out saying that Biden's ahead of Trump which makes no sense because Biden hasn't gotten anything done. Uh, Things have only gotten worse. Rob, what are your thoughts on what we're seeing out of Nikki Haley? And uh, what do you make of these polls all of a sudden flip-flopping a few weeks into the primary? Well, I'm not surprised at all, Andrew, by the polls flip-flopping. I don't necessarily think they're flip-flopping. I think it depends on the question that you're asking people, and it'll give you the response which could probably alter uh, how you're measuring the polls. I do believe that we have a long way out from November, but I think everyone will admit that this is the first time Trump has been at the forefront of the polls. Even when he ran against Hillary Clinton, they were always neck and neck, or she she was a little ahead of him, and then he pulled off an upset. In 2020, they always show that he was behind Joe Biden, but we know the reason why they did that, because the Democrats were planning on stealing the election, and they wanted to be able to say, but see, he was never heading any of the polls. And, you know, I still hear people say, well, Trump, he lost the election because of suburban moms, he lost because of this. Well, yes and no, you can say all that, but we also have to realize that there was some theses that took place. We have to throw that in there, okay? We have to throw in the judges weighed in on votes, voting how to vote when they shouldn't have. It should have been the state legislatures. We also have to weigh in that when some of those judges said that we're going to dismiss this because there is no, you have no basis to bring this lawsuit. It was when other states were coming to that state to bring a lawsuit and it should have been the Republican Party. And we know that the Republican Party wasn't challenging those votes because they didn't like Trump. Now, I just laid this out in simple terms. It's not difficult to understand. So when people are saying that Trump lost, Okay, let's look at what he lost with. What happened? 
judges interfering when they shouldn't have. It should have been left up to the state legislatures. Other states, like Texas, challenging the votes and Pennsylvania, Texas can't do that. It should have been the, Dem- the, Re- the Republican Party, which is the case in Arizona and in Georgia and all over. And yes, you can say, I want to challenge the votes. Yes, you can say, wait a minute, I won. Look and see if there are some other votes that you didn't count. You can say it. It doesn't make you wrong. It doesn't say that you're trying to overthrow the, uh, the, the election because the Democrats have done it all the time. They did it with George W. Every time a Republican has won, Democrats always challenge the vote. And it doesn't make you a racist when you challenge the vote. And I wish the media would get out front and say that and start hemming and hawing about it. It does not. So since they won't do it, I will say it. It does not make you a racist. You can say it, and it does not make you crazy. You are entitled to your beliefs. And you can also defend yourself if someone said you did something and you know that you didn't do it. But see, they're trying to create these laws now to say, oh, you can't do it. No, you can Look at Nikki Haley. She's claiming, oh, I'm still in it, and I won. Well, why can't we just sue her for lying? Because we know she's not going to win unless she and all the Republicans are planning on stealing the primary from Donald Trump in, in South Carolina. Let's just be honest, and she knows it too. And no, she should never, ever be on Trump's ticket. She shouldn't even be in his White House, his administration. No, not the damage that she's causing now to the Republican Party because she just can't put on her big girl panties and just say, I'm not going to win. Let me just step aside and let me support the party. That's it. That's all, that's, that's all we're asking of her. But she can't do it. So now she's behaving like a disgruntled, toxic white male because she won't do it. Now you can talk about the toxicity because she's demonstrating it. She's being a sore loser. She knows there is no path for her to win. And even if she knew it, if she wanted to stay in, look at the collateral damage that she's causing. Helping the Democrats. Oh, Trump, he's old. These are grumpy old men. She knows what she's doing. She knows that she's impacting people the way people are thinking and they vote. And I will submit to you again. There are people, look at Bernie Sanders. There are a lot of people on the Hill who are functioning at full capacity. Nancy Pelosi isn't one of them, unfortunately, and neither is Joe Biden because they're forgetful. Even Maxine Waters, she's in her 80s, but I have to give it to her. She's on all cylinders. Now, she says a lot of crazy, stupid things. But as far as her cognitive skill from what I've seen, Andrew, they seem to be there. Nancy Pelosi, on the other hand, is not there. Joe Biden? Certainly not there. So can we just get beyond that? It's not about the age. It's the cognitive ability. And I would guarantee you that if Republicans were to flip the script and say, okay, age matters. Okay, we want Donald Trump to take a cognitive test, and we want to challenge Joe Biden. I bet they would turn that around quickly, and they would die that out. The media would just move away from it. But see, they know that the American people are looking at, oh, they're both too old. Oh, right, Nikki Haley's right. And when he leaves office, he's going to be this age. He's going to be that age. But there are people who are in their 90s and they're still functioning. Look at Warren Buffett. He's a billionaire. He's running an investment firm. And he's working on all cylinders. Berkshire Hathaway, if they felt that there were some screws that were loose, they would have already said, we need to make him step down. But they haven't done it. So can we please stop with this ageism? Nikki, you're not going to win. And if it is a blowout in South Carolina, it should end her political career. But I'm sure someone will try to resurrect it. 
Because they'll look at her and say, oh, well, she's a woman. No, no, no. If you're going to get into the ring, if you're going to fight, if you're going to come into the kitchen while it's hot, then you better be prepared. Otherwise, shut up and go home. I mean, we just got to just start calling this stuff out. And we say this all the time. It's time to call it out and just speak truth to power. She's just playing into the Democrats' narrative of Trump being old. And it will come back and bite the Republicans on the butt. Yeah, I want to see this. All- Go was, ahead. Uh, her tweet was, quote, I see dead people, in quotes. That's exactly what voters will think if this race is between Trump and Biden in the fall. Had a blast tonight on SNL. No, it was past Donald's bedtime, so looking forward to the stream of unhinged tweets and the AM. You know, I think she's really risking uh, alienating elderly voters uh, with these comments. I mean, we make jokes about Joe Biden's dementia, but uh, this seems like this is even past that. Uh, Just basically saying Trump and Biden can't be president of their age, not because of their performance. That's what she's saying. You see, no one is calling her out. Let's look at the performance. What has Biden done? And when I hear people say, oh, my God, he has done so much. And look at what he's done in the economy. Is Give me a break. I know they're talking about the, the job numbers. They look good. Again, these are people who are returning to work, who had said, I'm not going to go to work. And now they're being forced to come back into the office. And they say, oh, I better take that job now. That's all it is. Don't be deceived. And if, the, and if there's any other numbers that are there, they're take, counting the illegals if they are allowing to work inflation is still there okay now i know that we were saying that there was going to be a recession there's still time for it and we we probably are in a downward slope with the economy but of course they've gone in and they've changed the definition see all this has to be taken into consideration when we look at anything that's coming out of this administration all this has to be taken into consideration when we look at what Nikki Haley is doing and trying to say. Now, Andrew, I bet you anything, because I didn't see the SNL script. I don't watch Saturday Night Live. I stopped watching it a long time ago because it became too uh, political in a bad way. The jokes weren't funny because they were only making fun of one side because they felt that was a thing to do, which is the case with all comedy. You look at the night shows. I don't even watch them because they're too busy trying to attack Trump or Republicans Whereas Joe Biden is giving them like a whole basket of things to laugh at, but they don't want to make fun of it. They're afraid of it. They say, oh, we can't because if we do, people might wake up and they might see it. But going back to Nikki, and that's the reason why I'm talking about comedy, is that she will come back and she will say, when, when, when the blowout takes place in South Carolina, I think in February 20th, she'll come back and she'll say, oh, I was just having fun. I don't take this stuff seriously. I was just having fun. Well, see, that's the problem because you should have been taking it seriously. And you can't have fun when you're using the talking points of your opponents against your own party. That's not having fun. Well, Donald Trump, he went on uh, Saturday Night Live. Yes, he did. But he wasn't using the talking points of his opposition to take down other people. But see, that's what she's doing. She claims to be above it, but she's not. So she thinks she knows she's not going to win, but she doesn't want to get out because I guess Carl Rove and some of the others are saying, well, Nikki, just stay in there a little while longer because you never know. Because Andrew, they're really counting on the fact that 
these he that Trump will be indicted. I I hear this all the time now. He'll be indicted. He'll be indicted. He'll be indicted. And as we open up the show talking about the criminal activity, they won't go after the real crime, but they will go full force after Donald Trump as if though he's done something and he's done absolutely nothing but try to make America great again. But see, they're hoping that he'll be indicted because they've taken a look at the numbers, and apparently the numbers are saying that independence is that if he's indicted, there's no way we'll vote for him. And then you have some Republicans that are saying if he's indicted, we're not going to vote for him. And here's what I don't understand. Because these same people, when you do a poll and you ask the question, do you think he's being persecuted politically because of who he is, they will all say in unison, yes, or at least 95% will say yes. And then the other 5% will say, oh, no, no, we don't like it. We don't care what's happening. But they all believe this is a political persecution of Donald Trump. So how is it? You could say that if he's indicted, well, we're not going to vote for him. What does it have to do with the man who's trying to make America great again? What does it have to do with or go back to if you said he's building this political persecution, don't you think the indictment would be the exact same thing? That they're only doing this to screw with you so that you won't vote for him? See, I don't think people are thinking. They're not. They can't be thinking, Andrew. Because if you were to think this out the way I just laid it out, and it's in simple terms, I'm not trying to like sway people one way or the other, I'm just presenting the facts, that you will look at this and say, wait a minute, they're just going after him because he's Donald Trump. They don't want me to vote for him, and they know that if they're able to fulfill their horrible persecution of him, it'll pull me away from him. But I'm here to tell you right now, I don't care if they do indict him. I don't care if they do find him guilty. I, mean, I said indict. I meant to find him guilty. I don't care if they do find him guilty. I will still vote for him because I know what this is all about. This is a political persecution. They're allowing criminal activity to go unpunished, but the man who's trying to fight for the country, they want to lock up. The man who wants to make America great again, trying to create jobs and keep jobs going, they want to lock up while they're closing down jobs because of the criminal activity that's taking place. They want to throw Daniel Penny in jail for saving the lives of his fellow passengers, the same way Trump is trying to save the lives of Americans, but then they're going to let true criminals just do whatever they want to do. Here's something else I want people to think about, Andrew. Fulton County. Fulton is, a, is the largest county in Georgia. And they're trying to throw Trump in the slammer because they're saying that he tried to overthrow the election. And we now see that it was all, you know, it's a big lie because Fast Fanny has been having an affair with the chief prosecutor that she handpicked. Well, she didn't handpick. She knew she was going to pick him because he was probably laying down the pipe. Uh, go figure that out yourself. And she's like, oh, I got to make sure that I keep him on board. But Fulton County is the same county that went after Dr. Martin Luther King. He wrote his famous letters from the Fulton County Jail. Now, I'm not trying to say that Trump is a Martin Luther King. But if the media was fair and balanced, they would draw the correlation, the parallels, and say, he's not Martin Luther. But you look at what the Democrat Party is putting him through to stop him. I'm just putting it out there. If you really look at it, and because this is Black History Month, I'm trying to bring it all in together. 
you look at what they're putting him through. The largest county in Georgia, the county that tried to take out Martin Luther King, they're now trying to take out Donald Trump. Now, as far as I'm concerned, from what we've been hearing, the case is dead. But Democrats would try to resurrect it just like they try to resurrect everything else. And they will still try to throw him in jail, just like they've thrown the people in Jan 6 in jail. And they have never thrown the people during the rise of George Floyd in jail. But I'm hearing, Andrew, that I think it's, is it Michigan? Or Min no, Minnesota. Minnesota, the state of Minnesota, they're planning on suing the government for not protecting some of the businesses during these riots created by the Democrats. You see, Democrats can do whatever they want to do without impunity. They can tear down stuff. They can burn down police stations, tear up government property. And you see it. It's on camera. And they'll say, don't believe your eyes. But the moment you try to help, the moment you try to keep the country on the straight and narrow, try to speak up, they will come after you by any means necessary. They will turn our institutions, our Justice Department against you. Look at our Department of Justice. It's just as corrupt. Merrick Garland is doing absolutely nothing because he has a hand in all this. He's okay with the country being ripped apart at the seams. Christopher Wray, who denied for the longest that China was a threat, he's now coming out saying that China is a threat. He should have, Trump should have never hired him. But as Trump admitted, I saw him give an interview with Maria Bomarano on uh, Fox the other day. And he said that, you know, he knew nothing about Washington. He wasn't an insider. So he relied on other people for the people he put into, diff into different positions. He's like, but now I've become wiser. I know who I want in those positions. And Christopher Ray, who was recommended by Chris Christie, the bloviator, who was going to stay in the, the race, the presidential race, until the very end to knock Trump out. He's now gotten out. I don't know where he is, but I hope he keeps quiet. Recommended Christopher Ray, And Christopher Ray has been a complete failure, only doing the bidding of the Democrat Party. That's it. Yeah, Chris Christie. Chris Christie almost got to wonder if he's so unpopular. Nikki Haley uh, just said no thanks to his endorsement. I know he had that leaked audio saying that she was in over her head, but him being such a Trump hater and her recent rhetoric, it's, it would seem like uh, they would be a, a match made for each other, but uh, that hasn't came to fruition just yet. Well, guys, we're all out of time tonight. We covered a lot talking about the illegal immigration, the crime, uh, Nikki Haley's SNL appearance. Uh, so much we got through tonight. Thank you all for listening on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is streaming on iHeartRadio Monday through Friday. Or you can find our podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora. Uh, tune in radio wherever you stream your podcast search for america out loud also check out the brand new website america out loud dot news uh, remodeled it looks great you can find our full ar archive of shows we'll see you guys next time remember stand for something or fall for nothing 